Hello, hello. Welcome back to Searching for Service. Reminder that this is a show connecting Rotarians and non-Rotarians to service opportunities. And we do that by having amazing guests on that tell stories and talk about projects that we're working on. I'm your host, Joe Kirk. And with me is... Chad Larson. Yeah, fellow. And with us today is Susan Cochever. Yes, I got it. I practiced this 50,000... Suzanne. Did I say Sue? Susan. Oh, Susan. (laughs) Suzanne. I was so focused. Suzanne. (laughs) Here, can we just try that again? Let's just, like, let's. How about you do it? (laughs) Well, thanks for joining us, Suzanne. Um, You know what we like to start is kind of tell us more about how you got involved with Rotary and and, and before we kind of dive into, you know, the topic of. the Lake Street Project. Okay, great. Uh, first of all, thank you for having me on. It's really yeah, fun to, to do this. I appreciate it. Um, I got involved with Rotary because I had been living in the Excelsior area for about 30, 40 years, and I always worked outside of that area. And I came from a really small town in northern Minnesota and where everybody knew everybody. Yeah. But I realized in Excelsior, I didn't know anybody. Hmm. And it was like, how do I get to know folks? The one person that I did know happened to be the mayor because he was in the same industry that I was in. So Nick and I would sit down and have coffee once in a while. I said, Nick, how do I get involved and get to know people in Excelsior? And he said, well, you join Rotary. And I said, well, then, you know, take me to Rotary. And that's exactly how I got involved. The whole idea was I wanted to meet people. I wanted to be able to go down the street and say hi to folks. That's what happens when you're in a small town. And everybody knows everybody. What I also wanted, because I had not I hadn't been involved with the kind of service projects that I really wanted to be involved yeah. with. I was busy raising kids. I was doing other things, working many, many hours a week. And I was at a point where I really, really was missing that and wanted to get involved with things uh, along the service line. So Rotary seemed to do both of those. Yeah. Introduced me a ton of great people in the, in the Excelsior area and also give me opportunities to do different kinds of service projects. Yeah, we are, the service side is always what uh, hooks people, it seems like. It is. It um, is. Consistently, yeah. that's what we've heard. Yeah, and it just depends on how you get into it. Some people get into it from the professional standpoint. Some people get into it because they either grew up with it or legacy. Right. Some people, they were exposed to youth exchange. Like I feel like that. that's always a big yep. connector. And so it's, it really doesn't matter how you get connected. It feels like once you're in the door, it's, you're yeah. kind of all in the same pond, right? <laughs> yeah. like right. Oh. <laughs> well, mine actually came by my mom and dad were in everything. I mean, yeah. they were very, very active in the community. So I learned about the importance of community at a very early age. I was uh, really tiny and Fred would, in fact, would sleep on blankets on the floor in, in community meetings that they had. And, and so I, I knew what it was like to be involved with stuff. And then in a small town, you also have a small school. Well, then a small school says you can be involved in all the activities. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I was in everything that I could possibly be in, including 4-H. And so it was it was just part of my growing up that I was doing service projects and, and involved in community. Do you have any early service projects that you can think of, either one that you did when you first joined Rotary or maybe one that you did as a kid that was uh, your favorite? Well, I guess that uh, as a kid, doing demonstrations was one of the things that I really loved. But I also raised sheep and I showed sheep and actually – 
I had the grand champion lamb at the Minnesota State Fair one year. So <laughs> that is one of my most favorite <laughs> <I love> memories. It. <laughs> yeah. Really, it was great. Should have put that in the bio. <laughs> <laughs> that just popped up. Um, as far as probably some of the most interesting service projects when I sh- when, after I joined Rotary, I was very interested in the international com- piece of Rotary mm-hmm, at yeah. the time. And I had a friend who was from Ethiopia. And she got me very involved in some of the um, events that they were doing around the um, children, refugee children. In other words, on they were not they were unaccompanied children. They ended up in a refugee camp. Kids that were from like five to eighteen, I believe, was the range. And um, and we were providing a lot of. Um, money that could be used for things like beds and so forth because they had no place to stay. It ended up several years later that I had the opportunity to go to Ethiopia and with her and actually saw the environment that these kids were living in. Hmm. And um, I mean, it was certainly better than when it started, but this was, it was no resort area, I can tell you. It was a really... And these little kids were just amazing, and they had been pretty much set aside in their in their communities, uh, either because their parents had died, or their parents were concerned that they were going to be captured. Mm-hmm. And so these little kids would go out into the desert, walk until hopefully somebody that was a positive patrol would pick them up yeah. and take them to that unaccompanied youth refugee camp. So that was probably the one that was the most powerful for me wow. and that I learned the most, you know, about, yeah. Wow. That's a, that's. It was, it was, it was interesting to see, to yeah. say the least. You learn a lot and you really start to appreciate yeah. what you have yeah. when you're sitting with those little guys and girls. They were also, the, the other thing that was surprising to me was they were, they were so happy I mean, it's like I guess they'd learned to live with very little. Yeah. And they were, but their their zest for life was just amazing. And something we, can, something we can all learn from, right? I oh mean, oh my gosh, yes, right. I mean, think about what they would do with what we have. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the embarrassment yeah. Yeah. of riches that we have every day that, that it makes good, us, it yeah. good, good context. Makes me really feel and recognize the fact that I'm extremely privileged. Yeah. To live where I yeah. live. You know, we, we're talking more about uh, today we're going to get into the Rotary Community Corps Lake Street Project. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us just how you started uh, down the path and, and before we get into more of what's going on with the project. But how did you get uh, engaged and, and start working on it? Okay. Um, it's almost three years ago when George Floyd was murdered. Yeah. And we – most of us can probably remember where were we at when we saw that video. Mm-hmm. Yep. And where we were at as we watched our city burn. Yes. And I, I know it sounds a little dramatic, but it's actually true. I was sitting on the sofa in my living room watching this fire, and something happened, honestly, inside of me. It's like, this has got to stop. Yeah. And here are people who have worked their whole life to build a business, and all of these things are burning their livelihoods, there are, there's danger to their lives. Um, some, most of them were first or second generation immigrants. Yeah. And it just it, – something hit me. And I knew that at that point I probably was never going to be the same as I was the minute before. Yeah. 
And um, so it was like, okay, what can I do? And I do know the story about the sand dollar where everything, every little piece of sand and sand dollar is important. Mm -hmm. And one person can help. That is true. But when you get more people helping, you can get more done. So I got to thinking, okay, I can't do a whole heck of a lot myself. But maybe our Rotary Club can help one business uh, come out of this disaster. So I wasn't on our Rotary Board at that time, but I called the Rotary President and asked her um, what she thought about it. She says, why don't you come to the board meeting, which happened to be a few days later. So I presented it to the board, and I said, if I can you know, find a business, can we support that business? <coughs> Excuse me. And she said – or the board said yes. Yeah. So – then I call my brother, who happens to live fairly close in well in the Lake Street General area. He lives in the Seward area, yeah. and I said, "What is the organization that is, that really knows the businesses on Lake Street?" And he said, "Well, that's called Lake Street Council." Yep. Mm-hmm. So I call the Lake Street Council and said, "Here's what I, we'd, I'd like to do." About that same time, I had contacted our district governor, who at the time was Tom Gump, yep. and uh, said, "Tom, this is what our club is going to do." Do you think other clubs might be interested in doing this too? And he said, I mean, he, I barely started telling him about it. He says, I'm on it. <laughs> and he sent out an email to all the clubs. I got 14 responses from 14 clubs. Now, keep in mind, this is three months into the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. Or four, four or five months maybe into the pandemic. And um, so I talked to each one of those clubs. And uh, obviously everything is online that we're doing. Yeah. And eight of them committed to wanting to have a partner, some of them felt they just they just didn't have the ability to to do this online. Yeah, and so um, it's not a great way to set up a partnership like this yeah. online. But it was the only option really well, that we had. We're all doing it. That. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when I talked to the Lake Street Council, they uh, they had only four people at this point in time as as uh, uh, employees and. They said, you know what, we like, we love the idea, but we're in a crisis mode here. Yeah. Right. And you know, I said, so how can I help? And they said, well, you can give us names of, of commercial cleaners and glass people. I'm going, I'm on it. Yeah. So kind of kept in touch for about the next two, three months. And at the same time, I was talking to these Rotary Clubs that were interested. But I knew that the Lake Street Council, because they were the trusted entity, they were the ones that had to make the match. Me going in and trying to match up, I mean, the business owners were not going to trust me. Yeah. So, Really exciting to hear more about this. We'll just go right into the next segment. We'll keep, oh. continue that, uh, that conversation. But okay. just as a reminder to our guests, you're listening to Searching for Service. I'm Joe Kirk. And I'm Chad Larson. We'll be back. Riverbend Nature Center is a free nonprofit natural habitat in Faribault, Minnesota, with 743 acres, the Straight River, and 10 miles of trails. Despite no public funding, it offers educational programs to almost 10,000 youth and families annually. Riverbend seeks your feedback on its new strategic plan at rbnc.org/strategic-planning by March 30th. Thank you for your time. Don't miss Leonard Skinner, Darius Rucker, Ario Speedwagon, and Tyler Hubbard at Lakefront Music Fest, July 14th and 15th at Lakefront Park in Prior Lake. Leonard Skinner headlines July 14th with Ario Speedwagon and Blackstone Cherry. Darius Rucker headlines July 15th with Tyler Hubbard of Florida Georgia Line and Joe Nichols. 
Tickets available at lakefrontmusicfest.com. That's lakefrontmusicfest.com. Produced by Prior Lake Rotary. For decades, eradicating polio worldwide has been Rotary's cornerstone cause. We are incredibly close to ridding the globe of this virus, but we need everyone's help to get us to the goal. World Polio Day is October 24th. Please consider making a new donation to Polio Plus or increasing your already generous giving. Go to endpolio.org to be a part of this historical eradication of polio. You will help get vaccinations to the most remote parts of our world and help fulfill a promise we made to end polio now. Two drops and it stops. Rotary is a place for all community-minded people who want to serve their areas with the support of an international organization. Join Rotary to find service. Join Rotary to find inclusion. Join Rotary to find leadership. Join Rotary to find fun. Join Rotary to find friendship. Join Rotary to find a better version of the world. Find a Rotary Club near you at rotary.org and click on Club Finder. There is a club out there for everyone. Find your fit with Rotary. Rotary Rotary.org. Hey, welcome back to Searching for Service. I'm Joe Kirk. I'm Chad Larson, and we're talking to Suzanne Kachiva right now about the, the Rotary Community Core Lake Street Project. And before the break, you were talking, telling us about really how you got started and, and the work, you know, right away. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of keep us down that path. I'm really interested to hear how you took from, you know, basically sourcing some things for them to growing it into the rotary side of sure. things. So, so um, we have a wonderful work person that we're working with at Lake Street Council. Her name is Zoanna Martinez. And I've learned so much from her. She's been with Lake Street Council for many years and knows, I think, everybody in South Minneapolis. And so it's been great working with her. She was the one that became the matchmaker. So I would give, I gave her information about the eight Rotary clubs, like what their expertises were in their clubs, what languages they spoke, those types of things. And she came up with nine businesses that wanted to partner. So she was the one that did the matching. So then Zoanna and I talked, and, and and we knew that at the first meeting that we were going to have, the introduction meeting, this was also going to be online, on yeah, Zoom. Yeah, it was COVID time. Which is not a good way to do it, but yeah. the only way we could. Um, so Zoanna needed to lead those meetings, and we had the owner uh, and the Rotarian, who was the point person from that club, and me in those meetings. And we basically had the owner tell us about what their situation had been through the civil unrest. Also, they had also just experienced three years of road construction on Lake Street and the pandemic. So they talked about how all three of those things had affected their business and specifically some also some history about where they came from if they were first or second generation immigrants and then what are the things that they needed right away and then the rotarian talked about the the expertise that their club had and how they might be able to link in and we decided on what the help was that could be given yeah. to the business owner so that was kind of the core of the whole pro- I mean the project each yeah. individual club had different things that they were working on because each business was different yep. of course some were completely destroyed and some were damaged and looted but yep. not completely destroyed that was all different, uh, yeah. different yep. levels there That's well right. and you talked a lot about how there's a system now that you guys have have developed that you hope that you can you know scale and use yep. in other communities as well talk a little bit about that Okay. S- that system and how that came about. Well, somebody asked me, 
shortly after we got started, um, so what's your business model? And I started to laugh and said, kind of seat of the pants. Yeah. Uh, it was – there was no business model when we started. It was just what can we do and let's jump in and not spend any time you know, trying to figure out what's the business model we're going to use. No, we're going to get in. We're going to help with glass. We're going to help with whatever we can help with and get on. But we have learned a lot in the last three years. Um, Zoanna has been a great teacher for us. She gave us some very important information early on. One of the things was she said, listen, listen, listen. Um, We who are in business often are very quick to take action, and which is good. I'm not saying that's bad, but we have to have action. Uh, But we also – if if we don't know exactly what we're doing, we might be fixing the wrong things. Yeah, right. And we needed to listen to find out what it was the business owners needed as opposed to what we thought the business owners needed. Yeah. And that was a pretty hard lesson sometimes, but it was the right lesson. And because of, of Zoanna, we were able to follow through with that, I think, in most of the situations. Um, she also said, go slow. And that was also hard. I, bet <laughs> yeah. that, I bet that's hard. You, you see everything yeah. going on. You say, right. We want to. We want to have an impact as exactly. soon as possible. Right. And actually, the business owners were. They started to really, I think, start to trust us. Maybe quicker than typically because they were in such dire straits in sure. many cases. And so, if we could get in there and help them get signage back up, uh, you know. We were able to find Rotarians that were that had designability, that could do the signage pro bono, that could could actually fabricate it pro bono and install it pro bono. Wow. So that really would help. Well, there's a lot of trust when you can build that yeah. you can build when mm-hmm. you have that kind of a reaction and interaction. And <clears throat> there were a lot of different things that we were able to do. Signage being one of the big ones, but also there were evaluations on electrical and insurance and even some legal kinds of issues that came up because a lot of a lot of people did not have insurance or did not have the right kind of insurance. So bringing in the expertise where we were able to have it, I think, started to really build some trust. I would say that we've really built a lot of trust now. In fact, these the people that we've been working with. I consider very good friends, very dear friends, and truly enjoy being with them for the last three years. Well, and from the sounds of it, it sounds like a lot of the process has to do with the community outreach, understanding what they need, and then to be able to effectively react to those needs versus going in and plugging the hole. Like that, that sounds like kind of the, the, the learning lesson that you guys kind of formed. And so how, how does that play? Like if you were to take that into another community, let's say, let's say a disaster happens and there's another mm-hmm. community that needs this same level of uh, response. And so how, how would you take those lessons that you learned from Lake street and apply them there? Well, we have put together a business model now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> now we're not seated in the pants anymore. But we have taken these things that we've learned and we put this into a model really that is just exactly what I've just described. Find a trusted advisor or a trusted organization with the community yep. that you're in. Um, find uh, the, And that person or that organization becomes the matchmaker. Yep. Then you move in with quality uh, help. Yeah. So that you've got expertise in the area that it's needed. That first meeting is absolutely critical yeah. when the business owner is meeting the Rotarian 
for the that the that point person, yep. uh, the Rotarian point person, for the first time. That's really an important meeting because that's where you start to actually develop the trust. And so the point person, from the Rotary perspective, the point person is the key. Yeah. Uh, they're the project manager, if you will. I right. mean, they are taking care of the relationship building and they're taking care of getting, making sure that the individual projects are getting done. We had a couple goals right from the very beginning. I mean, these were goals. We didn't have a business model, but we had goals. Yeah. Uh, we had two goals. And the first goal was that we would use the Rotary expertise and to help in any kind of a partnership way that we could and to help with immediate issues. Yep. But I felt the most important goal was the long-term goal that we had, and that was all about building genuine, authentic relationships and friendships. And that's where I feel like we're getting to now at this point after, you know, after three years. And that's been super important. Now, we've also – the one-to-one partnerships is where we started. But we've also grown into a couple other areas. Uh, And so if you had a three-legged stool, the one-to-one partnership was the solid leg, the big – permanent first leg. And the second leg uh, was one where we knew Lake Street's a long street. Yeah. yeah. And so Huge. we knew that the although we had nine – we were working with nine business owners. They did not know each other. For the most part, they didn't know each other. Yeah. So we thought, OK, they really need to come together and network. And yeah. they wanted to. And so what we started something called the Owners Networking Group. And so we meet for the last uh, 14 months. We have met uh, monthly. Uh, and we get all of the all of the the leaders to, or the business owners together, uh, and we also then invite in people to speak to them or to listen to what their concerns are first, and then to speak to those concerns. And we've had people like crime prevention specialists come in. We've had uh, precinct officers come in. We had the precinct officer from. The third precinct and the fifth precinct come in. We've had the CEO uh, from. Avio. Oh, yeah. Avio. 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 Yeah, Yeah, okay. Uh, I always say that wrong. (laughs) I can't say anything. (laughs) But she was wonderful. And she talked about what what they've been doing and how they are helping uh, along the way. So it's really introducing them to a lot of also programs that the city offers because Mm -hmm. the city does offer a lot of things. Um, Zoanna Martinez comes to all of our meetings. And she's wonderful because she keeps us up to date on what the Lake Street Council is doing. And that's such an important piece of that. And sometimes the business owners, they're so busy trying to run their business that they don't have time to be going in and searching out all these things. Absolutely. So that's where we feel like the point persons can be on top of these things. They can say they know if this is if this particular program is going to be applicable for their business owner yep. and then can get in touch with their business owner and say, here, you might want to try this out. And also um, – Language was a bit of an issue, really only in one situation so far, but that's been we've been able to take you know take care of that yeah. and and that has been good. We also have um joined up with um I don't know if I should say joined up, but we've met with and the with the new senior vice president of First Independence Bank, oh, which is the Black yeah, yep. Black Owen Bank on Lake Street, which is a new bank. I think it was in October that they started. Yeah. And we're doing all of the 
all of our our owners networking meetings at, at the, the bank, bank now. Yeah. So, what a wonderful yeah. resource! It's been really nice to hear about, and I'm excited to hear about it more into the next segment um, about the success of the Lake Street project. So, yeah, as we come back from break, we'll get into uh, you know some updates and, and where sure. things are going. Okay. Just a reminder: you're listening to Searching for Service. I'm Joe Kirk. And I'm Chad Larson. Rotary is a place for all community-minded people who want to serve their areas with the support of an international organization. Join Rotary to find service. Join Rotary to find inclusion. Join Rotary to find leadership. Join Rotary to find fun. Join Rotary to find friendship. Join Rotary to find a better version of the world. Find a Rotary club near you at rotary.org and click on Club Finder. There is a club out there for everyone. Find your fit with Rotary. Rotary.org. For decades, eradicating polio worldwide has been Rotary's cornerstone cause. We are incredibly close to ridding the globe of this virus, but we need everyone's help to get us to the goal. World Polio Day is October 24th. Please consider making a new donation to Polio Plus or increasing your already generous giving. Go to npolio.org to be a part of this historical eradication of polio. You will help get vaccinations to the most remote parts of our world and help fulfill a promise we made to end polio now. Two drops, and it stops. Don't miss Leonard Skinner, Darius Rucker, Ario Speedwagon, and Tyler Hubbard at Lakefront Music Fest, July 14th and 15th at Lakefront Park in Prior Lake. Leonard Skinner headlines July 14th with Ario Speedwagon and Blackstone Cherry. Darius Rucker headlines July 15th with Tyler Hubbard of Florida Georgia Line and Joe Nichols. Tickets available at lakefrontmusicfest.com. That's lakefrontmusicfest.com. Produced by Prior Lake Rotary. Riverbend Nature Center is a free nonprofit natural habitat in Faribault, Minnesota, with 743 acres, the straight river, and 10 miles of trails. Despite no public funding, it offers educational programs to almost 10,000 youth and families annually. Riverbend seeks your feedback on its new strategic plan at rbnc.org backslash strategic dash planning by March 30th. Thank you for your time. Hey, hey, welcome back to Searching for Service. I'm Joe Kirk. And I'm Chad Larson. Today we're talking to Suzanne Kachiever about the the Rotary Community Core Lake Street Project. That's a mouthful, but, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, we were, we were talking before the break on, on some of the things that have been going on in, in the meetings. Uh, tell us a little bit about some of the, the, maybe some success stories or some of the impact, um, you know, maybe even specific ones that uh, that you guys have had and worked on. And um, So, yeah, tell us more about okay. that. Okay. Um, I mentioned the three-legged stool with the one-to-ones being the first leg. The second leg was the owner's networking group. Yep. And through the owner's networking group, the main topic of conversation, oh, probably for the first two, three months, was the safety of Lake Street and how they're going to get people down to Lake Street so that their businesses can continue to grow. Uh, Also, the issues around people experiencing homelessness, and that was also a big issue. One of the things that uh, we did do, we put together uh, in this owner's networking group was a, we called it a handout on people experiencing homelessness or for our friends without homes. Because the business owners do have situations that come up that are difficult and they really don't know exactly what to do, yeah. uh, who to call. Not everyone should all the time be calling 911. Yeah. 
And so this is a really a sheet. We call it a cheat sheet, but it's something that they can that they can actually keep it there in their uh, business. And if a situation comes up, like say that there's somebody uh, asking for warmth or cooling or a bathroom. Who did they call? Yep. Because sometimes it's fine to let some people in, but there was a situation where somebody went into the bathroom, locked themselves in the bathroom for hours. Yeah. So what do you do about that? And the thing is, is that the owners are very respectful and concerned about the homeless population. Mm-hmm. They're not looking to totally, you know, be nasty or anything like that. Yeah. It's totally different. It's how do we do this with dignity? Yeah. And so that was really important. So that's why we felt that this sheet would be a, a cheat sheet that would be really good and quick, not only for the business owners, but for their employees. Yeah. If if any of the business owners on Lake Street are listening, where can they find this sheet? Um, they could find it. Um, I would be happy to send them this sheet. And if they want to contact me, they can uh, can do that through sending an email to Alexa at Rotary5950.org. And how do I – I can get say that, repeat that again. Yeah. 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 Okay. Alexa, and it's A-L-E-X-A at Rotary5950.org. Perfect. We'll also put it in the description uh, on the podcast. So if Perfect. you go to our website um, and look on the searching for service page, you'll be able to see it there. Okay. So what, what a wonderful resource okay. for for business owners. And yeah. you know what's interesting is you don't have to be on Lake Street to have that be meaningful. I mean, yeah. anybody that yeah, really expands a lot, lot of people, exactly. a lot of people have those same exact um, you know concerns and want to be able to absolutely to react with like I like how you said it with dignity while ensuring the. Uh, the business stays well, and the, and the safety of, of their customers, correct? That yep. are coming into yeah. there. There's a lot of things that you balance there as a business owner. Can you share a few uh, success stories that sure. you guys have had so far? Sure. Um, we ha- we've worked with the with a company. It's uh, Los Andes Latino Bistro. And by the way, if you like Peruvian food, yeah, Ecuadorian food, this is a place to go. Uh, but we worked with them. Uh, he was aware, the owner, Guarma, was aware of the uh, of Rotary. And so he was very open to bringing Rotary in to work with them. And he also uh, was a person who had who does a lot of outreach into the South um, Minneapolis area. So around... Um, Thanksgiving, it would have been two years ago, he called me and said, so we want to give away 100 meals into South Minneapolis. How do we do that? And so we we got on it right away, found a ways that he could serve, could give 100 meals for Thanksgiving. And that went well. And then he said, how about, uh, I want to do this again for Christmas. So that was one one thing that was a little different than what we actually had set yeah, up to think sure. we were doing. But, but it was just the, the connect, connecting and so forth. Uh, another business, which is called Post Plus, and what they are is a mailing and shipping business. And they're, um, they had had quite a bit of damage, and they were they needed an insurance audit. So we were able to do an insurance audit. They also need an electrical audit, and they needed some changes to wiring. So because of people, the Rotarians in that particular club, uh, they were able to help them. They also were doing uh, some uh, contract reviews, and so they asked for some help on that from the, one of the attorneys yeah. in yeah. that club. So that was really great. So there's been a, uh, 
Another area that is often helpful is a lot of people didn't really use QuickBooks or something similar to that. So to help them get through the financial aspect, a lot of them lost all of that information too in their computers and everything. So that was really tough. Um, We worked with another money transfer business and that is the business I talked about a little bit earlier where we did the signage where they actually designed it, fabricated it, hung it and so forth and also provided furniture for the area. So there's been a lot of different types of things. One of the other uh, clubs got a phone call and this was about the time of – I think it was about the time of the trial for Derek um, and – Showman. Yeah. yeah. I, I forgot his name for a second. <laughs> but um, so he and, – and they were concerned about possible outbreak of more violence. Yeah. Right. I think we so, all were. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think we all were. And so they called and said, can you come down and help us put up boards? And so within a half an hour, there were people on their way down to help board up some of the areas. That quick. Wow. And that was really – that was really important. All those things start to build trust and that is really what we felt we really needed to do. Yeah. Uh, we also – because of this concern about you know people not coming – wanting to go down to Lake Street because yeah. it was unsafe, we thought, well, we held open houses for each of the nine businesses and in, if you have an open house, you're – you know, you Try to get the mayor, right? Yep. So we got the mayor of Minneapolis. Ah, and he went to each business and talked to each person. If the mayor comes, the media comes. Yep. Yep. And so that meant that we were on television. The owners were on television. Those businesses were on television. It started to open up to just people's eyes to saying, okay, yeah. you know, this happened not that long ago. Yep. And look at how clean the streets are considering what just took place. Yeah, how quick the response was. And quick was. the response was. So that was really another thing. We've also done some cleanup projects. Last summer we did a big cleanup project around uh, Midtown Global Market. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so those are the kinds of things that we try to get involved with. We're currently working on the third leg of that stool, and that is to create some events or some ways of bringing people down in groups. And one of them is, I don't know if you've noticed or been down there, but there's uh, – some amazing murals. That yes, there is. Yeah. So we're looking at doing some bus tours with murals so that we can engage people to see down, down and do it in a safe way that they feel safe. Because once you see that it's really okay, you're, yeah. you're comfortable then coming down for a Friday night and having you know dinner at one of the wonderful restaurants. Yeah, I think the misconception is it's not safe down there. And I think that's only true if you haven't been there. Exactly. You know, I think you're right. I've been, I haven't been on every block there, you know, but I've been numerous times yep. since uh, since the unrest and everything that happened. And, you know, I never felt unsafe. Yep. Um, so no. I think that's a misconception out there and, yep. and, and only for people that haven't actually yeah, taken the taken the time to go and check it out. You know. Well, it speaks to the like how important it is. That you're doing like kind of the grassroots reach out to because you start with the community itself and, you know, you don't know how people are getting their information or, right. you know, perceptions reality it seems like today. And, you know, the more and more that you talk about the reality of what's happening, you know, you've got these great business owners who are invested in uh, Lake Street and continue to come back and have recovered and have partnered with other people. And like it just continues to build that. I mean that's that's how it – that, I mean, that's how it was before. Like, I mean, it took time to build that reputation over yep. time and, you know, give people the confidence. But I think what most people miss now is how quickly it recovered 
and how quickly it's been back to its former self, more or less. And getting closer. Yeah, and and even getting better for, for in a lot of ways. I think you're right, getting closer. It's taken a while because all these things have to build and many of them, those things take money yep. to do. And even though there's been a lot of money that's been distributed, it still takes time to do it. Yep. Uh, I heard someone make the comment that it would take 10 years to get back to where it was. I don't my personal opinion is it's not going to take ten years, yep. but it's definitely taking more than two or three. Yeah, sure. That's good to, well, <laughs> so, you got the supply, you know, right. on top of the unrest and everything you're going through. We got we got to gotta forget that we issues. were we were locked in our homes for a yeah. little while. You know, there were so many so. other things that our, every business was dealing with, and yeah. you can understand how it's going to impact uh, trying to rebuild. Yeah. You know, and the, part of the, the this third leg is getting the neighborhoods involved. Yep. That's a big piece of it too. So when we the next cleanup that we want to do is going to be not just the Rotarians and the business owners, but we're trying to get the neighborhoods involved. Go to the neighborhood association. So that's a way people can get involved. And maybe we can talk a little bit more in the last segment on the front end here about how people can get involved sure. with the, the Lake Street projects. You're listening to Searching for Service. I'm Chad Larson. And I'm Joe Kirk. And we'll be back. Riverbend Nature Center is a free nonprofit natural habitat in Faribault, Minnesota, with 743 acres, the Straight River, and 10 miles of trails. Despite no public funding, it offers educational programs to almost 10,000 youth and families annually. Riverbend seeks your feedback on its new strategic plan at rbnc.org/strategic-planning by March 30th. Thank you for your time. Don't miss Leonard Skinner, Darius Rucker, Ario Speedwagon, and Tyler Hubbard at Lakefront Music Fest, July 14th and 15th at Lakefront Park in Prior Lake. Leonard Skinner headlines July 14th with Ario Speedwagon and Blackstone Cherry. Darius Rucker headlines July 15th with Tyler Hubbard of Florida Georgia Line and Joe Nichols. Tickets available at lakefrontmusicfest.com. That's lakefrontmusicfest.com. Produced by Prior Lake Rotary. For decades, eradicating polio worldwide has been Rotary's cornerstone cause. We are incredibly close to ridding the globe of this virus, but we need everyone's help to get us to the goal. World Polio Day is October 24th. Please consider making a new donation to Polio Plus or increasing your already generous giving. Go to endpolio.org to be a part of this historical eradication of polio. You will help get vaccinations to the most remote parts of our world and help fulfill a promise we made to end polio now. Two drops and it stops. Rotary is a place for all community-minded people who want to serve their areas with the support of an international organization. Join Rotary to find service. Join Rotary to find inclusion. Join Rotary to find leadership. Join Rotary to find fun. Join Rotary to find friendship. Join Rotary to find a better version of the world. Find a Rotary Club near you at rotary.org and click on Club Finder. There is a club out there for everyone. Find your fit with Rotary. Rotary.org. Hey, welcome back to Searching for Service. I'm Joe Kirk. And I'm Chad Larson. Today we're talking to Suzanne Kachiever from, well, the Rotary, but uh, we're talking about the Rotary Community Corps Lake Street Project. Did I get it right? This? You did. I, I, I was stumbling <laughs> on that one. Um, but you know, it's been it's been very uh, 
learned a lot today about uh, you know the, the impact you guys are having and and some of the things that you've already done. What can people do to get involved, um, whether they're Rotarians or non-Rotarians, um, to continue to grow this project and grow the businesses and 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 try and restore things? Sure. Uh, well, if you're a Rotarian then you can go to your Rotary Club. And, and it doesn't make any difference where you're a Rotarian. Yep. It could be in Minneapolis. It could be in St. Paul. It could be an outer state Minnesota, no matter where. Yep. Uh, and you have any businesses that are underserved in your community. And pretty much every community does have some yep. underserved businesses. This model will work for that type of a situation. Yeah. And so I would say that if you are a Rotarian, go to your Rotary Club uh, go to the district website, our district, 5950, and there will be a portal there that you can enter into to get all of the information about how to actually set it up. Yeah. You can also contact me through the uh, email that I gave you earlier, Alexa at, at uh, 5950 Rotary. Uh, we'll have it on the – Whatever the, that <laughs> We'll have it in the description <laughs> on the podcast if Thank you're looking you. for it. Thank you. Uh, so that would be one way to do it for Rotarians. For people who are non-Rotarians that would like to – participate in this event, get in touch with me through that same website. Yep. And I, whatever your business is or your expertise is, we'll see if there's a place. If, Find a fit. if we have an owner that needs that expertise. Sometimes there are unique needs. Yeah. And so, and, and you know, we can find a lot of those things within our Rotary membership, but not always. Yep. And so knowing that there's another location to go to, that would be how I would suggest they do that. Awesome. Perfect. So. Great. Well, I mean, this is always our favorite part of the show where we get to kind of dream ahead and yeah. and think about all of the, the, the things that we've been talking about. So in this case, the, the Lake Street Project as well as, you know, what your involvement looks like. So let's dream ahead. What's your what's your ideal of all of this? Like what where, where does this go? Well, one of the things that truly excites me is that there this is very scalable mm-hmm. and it is something that can happen around the world. And Rotary is an international organization. Yes, it so it can work here in Minnesota, in Lake Street, but it can work in Nova Scotia. It can work in in uh, Kenya. It can work any place. Yeah. And so that's what we're looking at doing now. We are looking at expanding beyond Lake Street. Uh, we do have a few contacts that uh, we're able to make into the Rondo area. And also, uh, there's been some discussion about North Minneapolis, uh, and so we're hoping to move in that direction really soon. But I did uh, I looked at at what how many Rotary clubs there were internationally, and found out that there were forty six thousand Rotary clubs. So I'm thinking if each my big dream is yeah. each Rotary club take on a business. That's 46,000 businesses that we can help. Now, that's going to make a difference. That's yeah. going to make a big difference. And, you know, um, and that's what I'm going to work towards. I love so. it. <laughs> One of my favorite things that you've talked about is, yes, the response to the actual event, but it was the, the long-term support and some of those systems that you guys have worked really hard to build uh, amongst the the business owners amongst the community, and then the tools that that they're given to succeed long term. I think that's the most important thing that I've taken away from this is is, is there's this really lovely process of long term sustainability when you have great leadership. So you, you mentioned that connector. I always mm-hmm. think the connector right. between right. the two communities, and then the rallying of the support of the leadership. 
and then the community itself. I, th- I, th- mm-hmm. I think that that was really powerful and that that is certainly a model that people can take on regardless if your community has had disaster or not. Maybe it's just exactly. going through a change yep. mm-hmm. right? And, exactly. and you can apply that same model. So I love that. I've never come across any community that I've ever lived in or, or spent any time in that didn't have some underserved businesses. Yeah. Yeah. And that's basically the key. That's the only thing that you need. You need a Rotary Club and an underserved business. And you can come together and, and make something happen. Uh, it has to be – I think the, the key thing to remember is it needs to be led by the owner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, listen. And as, as many of the professional business people that are in some of our, our clubs, we need to be careful that we remember that. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense. <laughs> listen. And, so, you know. Yeah. The other thing that we're trying to do right now is work in um, joining together – other groups who are small groups that are meeting. Uh, there is, I know, a group of black business owners in the Nicollet area that are meeting. And so we're looking at, we've invited them to the owners networking meeting yeah. and ho- and we've gone to some of their meeting or one of their meetings. And so we're trying to connect up with other groups because the whole, the whole opportunity here is to have a bigger voice uh, as they go to the city and and talk to them about what what's going to be happening in their you know in their community. So that's well, and just of, being able to share unique experiences exactly. based on whatever your your history is or what where you are and exactly yep. might be the very thing that they're looking to solve. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, we've already done it already. Here, just do this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think it's important to do it on a business level, which is what the owners' I networking agree. is, but also on a social level. Because that's where – I mean the business level, you take care of business. Yep. The social level, you start to build friendships. Yep. And community. And community. So to me, the two of them are really important to yeah. do. And we've had um, – I mean I've reached a point now with – since I've been going down to Lake Street now for th- almost three years yeah. on a fairly regular basis. Let me tell you, I can give you some good restaurant recommendations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really you start to really get to know people and and know exactly what it is. I've visited all the places that we're working with and many others, and have found it to be just really very joyful and very. Um, the business owners are very committed to providing really good business service. I also have been so very impressed with the kind of commitment that they have to rebuilding. Mm-hmm. And and the, the other thing that I was surprised about when we first started talking to the owners was that they didn't have a lot of anger and bitterness yeah. because they were, I mean, they were like, we need to rebuild this. We can do it. We've done it before. We can do it again. <sighs> that was the attitude. I made a comment um, to Zoanna Martinez with the Lake Street Council about how I was so surprised then. She said, well, you know, a lot of them, especially if they are recent in, in, over in the United States, have come from very bad situations. They've seen this kind of thing before. Yeah. And it's not new for them. And I thought, wow, that's, that means that's a lot. Yeah. What a nice connection to the beginning of our conversation where we talked about the kids in – was it Ethiopia? In Ethiopia, Ethiopia, yeah. yeah. And what would happen when, you know, somebody that has come from something very hard uh, gets Gets access, gets the opportunity, and there it is. is Right. They get their their business destroyed and they go, 
Yeah, maybe go better build so that back up again. Yeah. <laughs> I know how to do that. I know how to do that. I mean, I would yeah. cry. I would cry, dig myself a hole, and not yeah. come out for th- yeah. three years. You know, like it's so funny you say that because I, I ask myself that same question. If I were sitting in their shoes, would I have that attitude? I would like to think I would. Yeah, but you know, not so sure. I have not lived through even anything close to that myself personally. Yeah. So it's uh, you know, you, you just kind of admire that kind of grit. Yeah. yeah. What resilience. Yeah. 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 And resilience. Well, and in that, that's part of the reason why they'll come back even better than ever. I think it will. Because of that. Yeah. I think it will. We have added uh, new people to the one-to-ones that we do. We've added the Somalian Museum. The director there uh, is moving the Somalian – and I didn't even know there was a uh, Somalian Museum of Minnesota. Uh, and it, they're moving into the Midtown Market mm-hmm. right oh, now. And I think that will be great. He's joined our group. Um, another woman who has a Qatar restaurant, which is an Ethiopian restaurant, has joined the group. And uh, so that's another person. Uh, Diamond Healthcare has joined the group. So we're, we're getting more people in the one-to-one partnerships as well as more people coming to the owner's networking. And we'll put this all together for the events that we're going to yeah. do. So that's a three-legged stool that we've been working on. So. That's incredible. I mean, thank you so much for all the work that you've done on this project and, you know, help spearhead. And I know that you've had a team around you oh, as well. Strong, but, but, strong yep. team. <laughs> but I mean, what a great, I mean, as much as George Floyd's murder was a tragedy, that sparked mm-hmm. positive change for you. I mean, literally, you were like, I wasn't ever the same person again. And here we are. Right. And, and, I'll tell you, the, I've, there have been two people who have really been right by my side every step of the way, um, and they're from the Eden Prairie Rotary Eden, Eden Prairie AM Rotary Club, and uh, Irene and, and Tim. And without them, it would be a lot tougher to do yeah, this. Yeah. But they've been great to work with, and awesome. along with all of the point persons. Oh, thank you so much. This, yeah, is, this so. has been a pleasure. Yeah, I learned a lot and inspiring. So I appreciate you coming in, and thanks for giving us some time today. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, yeah, and thank you for listening to Searching for Service. I'm Joe Kirk. And I'm Chad Larson. You can find us on any podcast platform. Please like us and follow us, and thanks for listening. And just as a reminder, it's time to stop searching and start serving. Yeah.